back It feels like I've been talking to myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe it's not true Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters, the three amigos, the perfect show to kickstart your NUFC weekend and delight to see I'm joined as always by George, Steve, Keith and Mitch uh, and uh, we'll have all your regular features in the next two hours and uh, yeah, great Steve, exactly, yeah, God, my inbox has been full again this week mate, it'll be rough for you mate, there's no doubt about that. Um, where where do we start? Uh, there's a couple of things which have started to become, um, you know, unacceptable to talk about on here, whether it's fan politics or whether it's ticketing issues. So we're not going to start with either of them. Probably won't speak about either of them this week. Um, but maybe talk about injuries. And rather than coming to George first, I'm going to come to Mitch because him and I were speaking about this by a message uh, this week. And um, just, I mean, look, we're hearing rumours now that potentially. Miggy is injured. Um, you know, we're not sure whether there's any truth in that or not. Wilson's fitness has been, you know, um, up and down most of his most of his career at Newcastle. It has to be said. Uh, Bruno is where we were. Is what we were talking about. Yeah. And it's this ankle injury because you know he's, he's, he seems to have been struggling. He's been playing through it. But give us a bit of an insight, Doctor Neil, into where uh, this uh, this angle uh, this angle. I mean, obviously, wrong end of the body for me, but. I'm talk about and give you, give you some an example, a very recent example for you to go and look up. Um, it's quite clear he's had a high ankle sprain. There's some description um, when he got that injury. And high ankle sprains are quite unusual. It's the ligament that sits on the outside of your ankle. And when you roll your ankle over totally, if you imagine you've got a bit of rope and it's a, a rope that's intertwined with many strands, and effectively the grade reflects how many strands of that and what you've got left. All the way from grade one, which is, is a few strands gone, grade two can be can be up to fifty percent, and grade three fifty percent to a full tear. The full tear needs surgery, and that's a huge injury. The need managed carefully because people can play through them. Um, with strapping and with painkillers, people can play through ankle strains, even even grade twos, and I suspect that's what Bruno's playing through. Um, he looks to me like he's protecting his ankle first before he's then playing football. And if you look at how he goes down when he gets a knock on that ankle, he's in pain. He's in a lot of pain. And that's classic high ankle. Um, and if you want to look at look at something recent, if you look at the Super Bowl, uh, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback the Chiefs, was playing through the Super Bowl with a high ankle sprain injury that he received three, four weeks earlier. Um, it was quite a bad one. Um, he effectively played the Super Bowl with one and a half legs. Um, he, they said he was at best 70-80% fit. But if you look, some it, most of the first half, he didn't really look like he was struggling. But then right on half time, he gets a tackle. And if you look at the certainly the make-up footage of the game, when he's taken the sideline, he's in pain. He's in a hell of a lot of pain. Pain which is making him bang his head off the shoulder of his mate. Pain where he's actually groaning and, and shouting with the pain. They reckon because the Super Bowl half time is 10 minutes longer, that gives him 10 extra minutes to work on his ankle, and that's what got him through the second half. 
And and like I say, if you look at it, if you look at that that tackle, and then you look look at the players from Philadelphia on the other side saying, "Oh, how badly hurt is he?" That's hurt. If you look then at the tackle that Bruno received at the weekend when he was out wide uh, at the edge of the pitch, he was in a lot of pain. Yeah, and that looks like a high angle. And the problem with these is actually sometimes for low grades playing through them is a good thing. You get little micro tears and they contribute to the healing. And so the thing actually heals quite well if, with mobility. That's why some people can play through them. Um, but my concern is, as Mickey looks like, if so, not Mickey, uh, that Bruno's looks like he's playing first protect the angle and then play football. Usually his first touch, if you look at his first touch, it's away from the nearest player and then he's into his stride and he can go and play. He seems like he's taking two touches to get to that at the minute. And I think the first touch is to protect the angle. Um, I don't think we've got a lot of choice but to play him. And, and, and I think if he gets through tonight, I think he needs shut down. I think he needs to be training on his own. I think I think he needs to have a lot of relax, rest and relaxation while they're over here in Dubai and just work on that angle to get it better. It's going to take another few weeks before he's 100%. I'm quite sure of that. I think this is, is a sort of a low to mid-grade two angles, high angle that he's dealing with. And what I would, what terrifies me is that going even further. Thankfully, high ankles, when they're managed right, you know, people can play through them for a full season. Um, but when they're managed wrong, again, let's go back to American football, wide receiver Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints, one of the top wide receivers, he effectively missed a season and a half because they managed his high ankles being incorrect. And that's how bad it can be. And, and, and I worry that because we've got not a lot of choice. You know, he, 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 typical typical Bruno, you play through anything. I think a lot of these players would run through a brick wall. Yeah. And that's what we love about them. But we've got to be so careful with these injuries, you know. Um, and, I, and I think if Miggy's out now for a time, I'm hearing Gordon's possibly out for four to six weeks, more likely six than four. Um, again, which comes back to something my dad said, I think, last week about... You know, in training, obviously, give no quarter and play at 200 miles an hour as well in training. Um, but that's the way it is, and that's what we've got to cope with. And, uh, and I'd rather have we doing that than keeping the energy up on the pitch in, in batch days um, than, than, than easing off. But we're now seeing where we're threadbare and where we're short in the squad, I think. Sounded like the same injury as, as Harry Kane's been playing through for yes, yes, mate. When, when, when the ankle gets rolled over like that, and that, that, that ligament on the outside of the ankle suffers damage of some sort, like I say, the, the best description I've heard is from Dr. Jesse Morse, who does something called the Fantasy, Fantasy Doctors with the NFL. He's an NFL doctor and he does all sorts. And he, it was his description that I've nicked about the, 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 the rope and the freeing of the rope and the strands. Aye. And and I'm so sure. and and you're right. You're absolutely right. That's what Harry Kane's been playing. Oh, that's very kind of you. Oh, sorry, folks. I'm we're getting. I just just mute, 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 mute. I've had to mute. I've had to mute. I heard a doorbell going. I'm thinking it's a Chelsea Robs, and it's not. It's actually a. No, it's uh, not. It's a Jordy George. <laughs> it's me, Dad. <laughs> Keith, um, I tell you, it's, you, it's, you were the first person I would say anything about Miggy, and of course now it seems to be, you know, it seems to be almost common knowledge. We'll, we'll wait to find out, of course, when Eddie Howe comes out and gives his little uh, team talk later on. But um, what the hell are they doing in training, Keith? Because I, I you know, Gordon injured, 
you know, a, a training injury. Miggy, if he's injured, training injury. You know, we seem, we seem to be like kicking lumps out of each other. Surely that kind of go on with the squad we've got. It sounds, uh, it sounds like bloody thunder, but it's good when you've got somebody technical like Neil could talk about Jesse Morse and talk about threads. And, and, and with me, I'm more like, more like to talk about Jesse J and say, <laughs> all I can tell you about Uncle is you had a kick and had a shout, Aya! And that's about it. But, but to hear Neil's description, it's good for you know, numbnuts like me to learn what a, what a full tear is and that, that you can get a quarter half, you know, that, that's very degrees of tear. Because to me, I always thought you tear your ligaments. Yeah, it's bad, but I didn't think it was as bad as it sounds. As far as the players go, um, I think the frustrating things for fans is what we hear, but also what we don't hear. So, so, so what I'm going to do is play something up, play really well, just a, just a, daft, a daft fan. And when I go through the players, you know, and I'm going to mention the players that I'm thinking about, like you look at Bruno, when I watch him, he's getting singled out and he's getting clattered properly once every game early doors and and they've got the measure and when I used to watch Newcastle when we were um, high press and unbeatable and on the run of so many games we had more presence so if you kicked Bruno Joe Linton ran wild and if you kicked Miggy Trippier was overlapping and it, and it was just seemed as though everyone was on the game but at the minute and we found out with our peril when, when Bruno got injured is that we rely on him so heavily that we don't have a replacement for him. We never got a defensive midfield player. So he, he fills so many roles. That, that and, and Neil summed it up exactly. When Bruno got the ball, I don't know what he does, but his first touch gave him half a yard on everybody. He's lost that. He, the poor lad, he, he's gone and he seems to be taking two touches. And if you noticed last week, he seemed like, you know, he's, he's, to me, he's the best player we've got. However, if you said last week, looking at the team, I would say... That, that, that Willock and Longstaff were, were even better last week because they played beyond right. the cells. And Bruno looked as though he was carrying an injury. And, Keith, and... Keith, Keith, if you want to know how much it hurts, if you, if you look at the tackle he got in the Carabao Cup final when he was out wide and he was in a lot of pain after that, yeah. then, like I say, go and search up Patrick Holmes just before half time with the, with the Chiefs and the Eagles at the Super Bowl. And yeah. listen to how much that young man yeah. is yeah. screaming yeah. with pain. That's what they do. They're great. You can play on them. You can make them work. You can strap them. You can give you painkillers. But when you get another yeah. whack on it, it hurts like dry buggery. But when you lose Joe Linton for three games and you say, well, we're going to have to patch him up. And when you, you, know, when you, when you get you know, his sentence off, so he wanted to come back and do something. So for me, with Bruno, I think we're playing a player that if we had a better squad, more players would arrest them better. So we put him, patching him up and putting him back out. And even patched up, he's better than what we've got. So that I th And I think, watch, watch when he plays tonight against Forrest and count how many minutes. And I reckon within 20 minutes, somebody will have clattered Bruno. Like, properly clattered him. But it's happened with about the last you know, five or six games. Oh, it's, it's very <laughs> so, so, so why I, that's why no, because Bruno's over, he, he can run over five miles an hour, so Shelby won't catch him. <laughs> but... Um, but when you go to other players, it's the frustration and not knowing. I think with Bruno, it's self-evident. When you look at players like Miggy, I was talking to the guy who was his pal who came over from South America last week and he came over and Miggy looked after him, but he never met him when he was here, which sent the alarm bell ring. I said, bloody hell. He says, well, I always do meet him, but he wasn't around. And I think he, I think his injury might have been from last week. Um, and I think I think it will be, you know, I think if Miggy's injured, it's a bad one. I don't think, I don't think Miggy... Um, loses a game because of a weak injury. I think, I think 
when Miggy gets an injury, it's it's scans and it's it's you know, and I, and I think it's something more serious. Um, when you look at Shah, he's missing playing for Switzerland, and I was in the impression that Lascelles would have kept his game last week, and then they see Shah came through, but you know. He's likely to do it again tonight, but have they kept him away from Switzerland so he can play for Newcastle? I don't know. But there's so much. But the one that confused me the most, Wilson, because we had Eddie Howe last week turned around and said, and I respect everything the manager says. He said, in any other team, and I'm, I'm going to use him in my words, in every other team, um, Isaac would, would be 100% for any other team. But for our team, he's only 90%. And I listened to it, and he said, and he says, because what were the demands we put on players? And we make them high press. And I get that. And, and if you've watched Newcastle of late, Wilson just isn't high press. Wilson jogs towards their player. He used to be. He was pre-World Cup. But he's not closing down like he used to. He looks like a bloke carrying injury. So I want to go on to what rumours you hear about that injury. So, so you, you sit there and you look at it and I think, Christ, that's harsh on Isaac. Because Isaac was twice the man of Wilson last week. Like in that game, you can't compare the input or the output, surely. Of, of, of Wilson and Isaac. There was a mammoth difference. And for me, Isaac run his balls off and Wilson came on and, you know, for a part of a game and just didn't look up to the pace. So then the fans get frustrated because you think, well, what's the matter with Wilson? And what I don't know is why the club aren't telling us about Wilson. It must be strategic, but why they're not telling us? So you hear all the rumours. We've all talked offline and on our WhatsApp and the rumours you hear on Wilson is he's got long COVID. And that's, that's something that's been on to the World Cup. And then others say, oh, no, he's, he's, you know, had a fallout with his missus. But, but the one that circulated this week is that he's got an injury. He's got a leg injury. And, and, and then somebody's saying he was bad after the game last week. So, so all I've got to say to you is he's supposed to live his life as a model pro, which I think he does. I think he's a, you know, he's a real guy you can look up to. But he's carrying more injuries than hospital. And and he just doesn't look fit, and he doesn't look, he just doesn't look like the man who went to the World Cup. It looks like there's something wrong. So it's natural for fans to doubt, to question, and to wonder. And 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 out all of them together, you know, Steve's right. Steve Ray said, so happy. What the hell are they doing in training? Because how can you get all these injuries? And I know in the past, people's been critical of the method used by Newcastle, but. If you look at Callum Wilson and say, what is really wrong? What went wrong since the World Club? What is wrong with him now? Why was he down as not going to be fit last week and he got a late fitness test and got on the bench? Came on and now he's injured again, they're saying. Well, what is it? And, 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 and that's natural. And maybe us fans have just got to sit back and shut up because maybe it's best we don't know. But, but, but by the same token, it's been a long time. And I think the record's one in 14 which at our level would be sufficient for us to miss out top four. And, for, and that's why, for me, you've got to whack Isaac on tonight and, 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 and go at these people. And they might have nine games unbeaten, but we're a better team than Nuts Forest. And, and these injuries are worrying the shit out of me. You know what I mean? We, we, we haven't got a big enough squad and we don't seem to have the resilience. All of They've fallen like flies at the minute. Yeah, Steve, it's, uh, you know, again, it's just a weakened squad, isn't it? That's the that's the issue. And, you know, Joe Linton now suspended. No Anthony Gordon. Um, Wilson not firing on all cylinders, possibly out. Shaw, you know, a bit of a foot injury. 
you know, Neil's told us a bit about Bruno there. He certainly seems to be playing through the pain barrier at this moment in time. Um, and if the true, the, the, you know, the, the stories are true about Miggy, then, you know, we're down to the bare bones. And I mean, the two-week two break couldn't come quick enough for us, but then it's out of the frying pan into the fire because we've got Manchester United at home. Yeah, strength and depth, I think, what phrase that gets used regularly when, when it comes to teams that are not in the in the so-called top six. You know, you, you've... You have the same numbers, but you don't have the quality. You don't have the replacements, the ready replacements. Very difficult for 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 the for the clubs out of that echelon to to actually have a ready-made replacement to come in, and 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 that's what's catching us up. And and that's you know we 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 have played a very very high intensity game um, from the start of the season. Um, it's interesting what what you say about Wilson. I mean, he went to the World Cup. He was he was firing on all cylinders. Um, and then I think basically for the four, five, six weeks break, he, he sat in his backside, didn't he? Didn't he hardly got a run out for England? Uh, he's not the only one, by the way, who uh, who went with England and either was carrying an injury, uh, came back and doesn't look right, um, or went with an injury to begin with and still isn't playing. You know, it, 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 there's there's seven players in the in the current England squad, for example, that. Uh, that you they don't even get in games for that for the club. Obviously, Wilson hasn't been selected, um, and they brought Ivan Tony in, and he's and he's obviously going to be a, a long term replacement for for Wilson. I think Wilson's England days are are, are over now, um, but it, it's 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 very difficult. I mean, you know that that it's just that one percent with a professional footballer that one percent that's taken out of his game, and we all notice it because they are playing at such a high level. They are thoroughbreds when it comes to 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 that that talent, their ability, and their physicality um, and skill. And it just like I say, that one percent that comes out on any of those points, and and they, they do struggle. And if if he has been, you know, he did he did have COVID before before and in, in back in I think it was October. Um, these things can linger, you know. You're, you're trying to get back to full fitness, and you're, you're just that shade off. Um, with, I suppose you could look at our transfer policy, and you could look at the fact that we haven't, we never, we didn't bring in in January someone that we felt as could could be there to to complement the squad in central midfield. We all talked about defensive midfielders, but I think the club is in that in that hiatus at the moment where when we've we've got a plan and we're probably sticking to it, and you know everything's come a little bit too early for us. Um, there will be an argument that says let's just ponder through to the end of the season. Other people say, no, you should have gone out and you should have lashed the money out and you should have got the player looking for. Maybe it's the player wasn't available um, and maybe they didn't want to, you know, they want to keep their irons uh, hot somewhere else. Who knows? But, you know, you look at the squad, you look at that, they're all highly paid footballers. They should be able to produce the goods uh, tonight. They should be able to put a, a team together. And, you know, you're, talk, you're saying, Shaw, sure, well, Lascelles comes in. Unfortunate, Joe Linton's injured that is suspended, um, and then people will also mention the fact that, uh, and I mentioned his name before, that uh, that we've we've got that, that, are, that we've sold or players that are no longer in the squad, um, in in terms of Fraser falling out. So the the squad is threadbare. It was threadbare anyway, um, but it's just that little bit weaker now. And you go out, you spend forty five million, and a player's injured. Is Gordon's problem because he's come into a high intensity training regime? Does he need to be bedded in? It, you know, we'll probably, I would imagine, we'll not see Gordon 
um, firing on all cylinders at the start of next season, to be perfectly honest, because that you know the more games that are out, the less opportunity there's going to be yeah. for. Them. So I would I, I would tie into that with respect to to Eddie Howe's comments about uh, Isaac Isaac not yeah. being ready to claim my kind of game. Yeah, and I think anybody coming in like that, that has to be part of the bedding period. Now you know why. Perhaps he felt he needed to bring Bruno in over six or seven weeks. Spot yeah. on there. And, Spot on there. But you can't tell you me know, that Isaac's ninety percent. Wilson's higher than ninety because I'm watching them. No, he's too. not. I'm, I've got eyes. And I'm my, my biggest worry with Isaac is the minutes handling back the bloody Swedish medical team. Uh, yeah, Christ. Yeah, and that's point. the problem, Keith. You see, I mean, you've yeah. got it. If, if, if Isaac's injury is different to the type of injury or illness that 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 Wilson's uh, got, you're probably as in Eddie, in Eddie House camp, you're probably more reluctant to play Isaac for ninety minutes than you are to push Wilson in. And now he's in the situation where he's swapping them both mm-hmm. um, because he kind of get ninety minutes out of either of them. I think he's. I think. The Isak injury was an awful lot worse than was made out. The length of time he was out tells you it was worse than it was originally. You know, the word was that he went with an injury to, to Sweden and then it got exacerbated because they put him through a, a training regime that was that, that he shouldn't have had. He was carrying an injury, should have been nurtured and looked after, but he didn't or he wasn't. Um, you know, and I think there's probably been words between the Swedish medical camp and, and the, the Newcastle medical team um, in that respect, so there's a lot of there's a lot going on, and I hear exactly what you're saying about you know you'd rather see Isaac than than a, than a current Wilson, but can you imagine if if Isaac pulls up, we play Isaac over 75, 80 minutes, and he pulls up in the 85th because that's what we've ended up having to do. Ah, what it is doing, by the way, what it is doing is it's giving Eddie Howe food for thought in terms of what he does with his substitutions, how he manages his substitutions, and how he manages the team. So. In terms of you know you get a goal and then and then you, you do you push for your second or your third or is he is he quite happy now to settle for a draw and hope to snatch one like he did last weekend with it with a substitute coming on? It's all of these conundrums, all of these little things. And this is where Eddie Howe's starting to earn his money a little bit more um, because as we've as I've said time and time again, I'm so glad it's not our decisions yeah, <laughs> that yeah. to make or break the team. Um, and the performance, and and make those make those choices of who plays, who's on the bench, and who comes on during the game. But, but four months ago, Steve, it would have been unthinkable to, to sit there and go, "Well, I wouldn't start Will Wilson." Just imagine this: I wouldn't start Will oh, Wilson. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring him on after sixty minutes, and I'll save Isaac, and I'll start with Murphy from the off. You go, "What? Was, have yeah. I missed in something?" A perfect, for a few in a perfect world, you, you play them you, both. You, you, you would look, and you but you think you think, and 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 the story I'm hearing is Murphy's. You know, he's, his future's secure and it's, he's going to be in there tonight. And you think, we chance to switch it on, it'll, it'll be the complete opposite. But, <laughs> but the, the, point I'm, the point you make, and he's dead right, is probably in this game, until you um, work and high-press um, Forrest and, and, and calm them down with a buoyant home form, maybe it's his best, best off start with Isaac and, uh, mm-hmm. and Murphy up top and, and, and then bring Wilson in. But it's it's bloody worrying that that Wilson was on a, a, a you know a test. He was on, he was on a, a fitness test. I was still talking to the food bank last week on Sunday, and he he, he just he, you know he was literally not going to be on the bench. And then he got a fitness test and got on the bench. Then came on, and you think, well, he's passed the fitness test. He's come on. He's only played X minutes. He's got all this week, you know, from Sunday till Friday. 
to get better. And, he, and then he's saying, people are saying, oh, he's got another injury. And you're thinking, Jesus. You, and, and, Does that not tell you how, how weak the, and threadbare the squad is? Yeah, but, but, but it, it tells us, it tells us also that you know? fans, fans uh, uh, within the right, they sit there and say, what's happening? And Steve Wraith opened the conversation with that, which for me is spot on. What, what's happening in training? Because I'm sure they're doing the right things in training. For, for, for lads like us who are sitting on the sideline, we're thinking, Jesus Christ, they drop, you know, they, and I don't mean drop like flies in a negative way that they're not trying. They're just, we're just losing man after man after man. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it, it, it's, it's scary what's happening in Newcastle at the minute. On but the, if we want to bad enough, we'll get fourth. If we get one bad enough, we'll get fourth in the league. This could be a wonderful opportunity for young Elliot Anderson. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking about today. Yeah, it would be. George, what's your take? I'll uh, unmute you now, mate, because um, I've got to be honest, I didn't realise that you were entertaining guests. And the next thing I know, <laughs> I've got the doorbell going, I've got you turning round in your chair, like, and well, having a conversation, and I'm wondering, was, where, where is that coming from? I'm it was, it was my, my lovely friend Shelley brought us some shopping that uh, I wasn't uh, expecting, and... Uh, uh, Shelly's not the sort of girl that you uh, say no to for anything. I mean, she's really, George. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> After nine o'clock, George. <laughs> no, yeah. oh, George. Yeah. The family show, yeah. son. Well, apart from that, she's chairman of the North Tyneside Bench of Magistrates as well. <laughs> so, anyway, back to football. If you want us to, that is. Um, yeah, go on. Um, the first thing is that uh, I. Uh, was listening to Steve saying about Ivan Tony, uh, you know, sure better be uh, Callum Wilson's replacement. Uh, well, I've got to say, I wouldn't take a bet on that, would you? On on, on Tony, <laughs> I've heard um, Tony will take a bet on it. <laughs> Tony will take a bet on it. And and the other thing I was thinking of is is that uh, listen to all the the, the 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 things about the training and the injuries. I mean, I. I I think you, did, you you might recall for the last two weeks I've said I wondered what was happening in training with some of these injuries, but never mind. Um, the other thing that uh, I, I was uh, rejoicing at in, in my head while these were all talking was that I can hear our previous manager standing on the touchline shouting, run it off, run it off. <laughs> <laughs> and and really? imagine that, that's exactly what would be going on if uh, if he'd still been around, which is, which is tragic. Um, yeah, these bad, these injuries are bad, and and uh, the worry for me about playing players through injuries is is that you you save it up for later, and it, it just gets worse. Um, now, obviously, Newcastle medical staff and training staff know what they're doing, uh, but it is noticeable that, that Bruno's shielding his, uh, his his ankle quite a bit. The other thing that none of you have talked about, this is one of the me, is that I understand Longstaff might not be playing tonight. Ah, that's another rumour, yeah. And that's another one, you know, um, and I go where Neil went, is that that means surely Elliot Anderson must start if Longstaff's not not, not playing. Um, so it, and uh, Miggy's um, uh, the sort of player that uh, high speed, lots of challenge, um, is the sort of player that will get knocks and, and clearly he must have done, and that, that's uh, quite sad for us. But it does go back to the, the premise that you've all talked about and, and Steve started with, and that is that uh, how how thin our squad is, you know, how, how threadbare we are and uh, in terms of uh, replacements. Um, the, other, the other thing that does intrigue me, having said about playing on injuries that, uh, um, uh, and carrying on, trying to carry on, um, even in my 
limited experience. There was been two players, two great players uh, during my time at Newcastle United who, who exactly tried to do that. Um, Tony Green was one of them and uh, George Dalton was the other and both that ended their careers. It might have been better if they just stopped and got better. Uh, yeah. and, and But in, in fact, it, it, the fact that they tried to play on uh, particularly Tony Green, because uh, he had a big heart, he wouldn't he wouldn't back off anything, um, and it actually ended his career. And of course, Newcastle was desperate for money, so they wanted the insurance money um, to put into the ground. Um, so yeah, uh, but but it does worry me if uh, players are being pushed to to play to carry injuries and play them and, and take painkillers and all that, because uh, it worries me that you store up something worse later on, and, and that, that would be quite tragic. You, you um, mentioned Tony Green there, George. I remember yes. being at a talking with him where he said that Newcastle sent him out on a fitness test and yeah. made him run all the way up to the Gallagher, right to the yeah. top, and then back down again. He, yeah. said, he had a knee injury, for God's sake. Yeah. He had a car, and and that's what they did, and that, that, you know, that, that's the sort of thing that they did in well, the you know, Using it. Using the Gallagher steps to see if you are fit was was the thing that they did in those days. I've I've done that plenty of times when I've said I've got some sort of pull, and they missed it. just to run up from the bottom up to where the the ten minute corner flag was, and and then back down again, and and that's how they assessed you. But yeah, you know, the, the 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 push Tony all away, and he was totally too happy to play because he had that's, a big heart. But that's uh, why I, why I went nuts when ESM was posting his videos in France running up and down hills. Because yes. when you when yeah, you've got absolutely. certain injuries, yeah. it's running down that does the damage. Yeah. It's 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 well, I, you know, it, yeah, absolutely, it's that. And 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 yeah, like there must have been a fitness coach or or a medic at Newcastle going, "What the hell are you doing?" It's looking at those because the, that's the quickest way to re-injure everything. Exactly. Well, I, that that's why you 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 know Neil Wyatt when we had the other bloke as the manager, and he used to have his mini Olympics at Middlesbrough, uh, where they did. Uh, uh, they started with the 100 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters, 1500 meters, and then and then three kilometers. And timing them all, well, some of those players like uh, Dwight Gale, who who had terrible time with strains and pulls, and and other members of the squad needed muscle management. They didn't need muscle building, uh, and and they were they were being destroyed with all this 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 hard running. Um, and uh, I, I'm just relieved that we've got a more a scientific and sensible group of people managing with players at the minute, because uh, otherwise it's 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 quite desperate. Um, but but yeah, Steve's right. I mean, running up the Gallagher steps was uh, was one of the basic uh, training sessions they used to give you if you had an injury. I think Newcastle nowadays, George. I think I think you know in them days. I mean, Tony Green to me was he was he was probably someone you talk the same breath as Peter Beardsley. He was a world beater, and. Um, he, he, you know, just to watch him was just unbelievable player. The, 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 I did hear that they mismanaged him, but nowadays I think you've got more trouble of stopping people like Bruno wanting to play than the mm. likes of these coaches being stupid enough to force him to play. I think I think the um, common sense and the standard of coaching at Newcastle will be far far higher. And even though we thread bare, yeah. I yeah. think they wouldn't risk a player Bruno's ilk for the sake of patching up and getting him no, out there. No. I think the problem with Bruno is. I think he's a person who would probably play the, through the pain barrier because of his love for the club and love for football. That's, I think that's the risk there. Well, that, that, that's true about Tony Green as well. He had a heart as big as a lion, which was one of his problems, uh, and would run through brick walls for the club. So, 
Um, but uh, you know, I, I I don't know the ins and outs. But uh, my my when it got to a certain stage, my, my information is that they were so keen to get their hands on the insurance money yeah. <laughs> because they were hard up. Uh, they were happy to let Tony Green go, and he he, he retired. Um, and that that's uh, but it, for me, Tony Green would have been. Uh, not just a good player or a great player. One of the best. He would, yeah, he would have been world class if he'd continued. Yeah, yeah he's, in my world, opinion. he's unbelievable yeah. player. Yeah, one of the yeah. best players I ever saw. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Okay, uh, uh, thirty minutes into the show, God, that's passed over quickly. Uh, time for tweet of the week. As always, plenty of tweets come in from Zara. Thanks very much for them, Zara. Uh, Kenneth Williams, the late great Kenneth Williams. I can't stand innuendo. If I see one in a script, I whip it out immediately. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> always oh, good. Yeah. Um, I was sent this one, a Mac and Glove. I love that. God, you little shit. I do like that well, one. Um, I used to get wet. Yeah, I Thomas, to... Thomas, Thomas sent this one in. Thoughts with Usman uh, Dembele at this difficult time whilst he endures 90 minutes of football at the stadium of light, which was quickly <laughs> followed by, uh, and no one tracked his flight to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Absol- oh, absolutely brilliant. This one, um, <laughs> no <laughs> in Milan, of course, we know there isn't. Um, <laughs> I had this one from the football of eight days. Tumbling fans on their way to Norwich today. <laughs> and uh, shocking support for the Mackhams tonight, or are they dressed as pink seats forever, saying they pack their ground and they lost 2 1? Uh, yeah, I did notice that it was too cold for the Sunderland fans. I think, I think too cold. Uh, Mackhams losing, and Don Goodman sounds devastated. <laughs> Glorious, said Lee. <laughs> And good to see Sunderland showing solidarity with Gary Lineker by refusing to appear on Match of the Day either. Well done, weary side. Thanks for, Tom <laughs> for passing that one over to us. Uh, Lindsay sitting in the strawberry, Wolves fans singing and enjoying themselves. I can't help but think if you went to any other club in the country and sang like that in a pub outside the home team's ground, you wouldn't get away with it. Another thing that makes our city great. Very true, Lindsay. Very yeah. true. Uh, Phil Chapman, footballers should keep their noses out of politics and stick for, to feeding starving children. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Good point, though. Stop the boats so we can take care of our own. I live in poverty due to government policy, cold and hungry. Yes, very good. <laughs> and Ben Stevens, I wonder if the brown eyed girl does remember when she and Van used to sing Sha la 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 di da. And I wonder if she's like, man, that was pretty weird in my life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very good, Ben. Keith Gow, Americans will use anything but the metric system. Latest in space, breaking. An asteroid the size of about 69 American alligators will pass by Earth on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> that is very American. Stu Benman makes it this week. Not wanting to pick faults in a much-needed and deserved win. But Sven Botman Esquire, you owe me for the 3 1. Yes. Good point, does. Like. Good point that. Does. Big miss at the end. Display name goes here. I see Kirk Hammett is experiencing the thing that happens to some aging rock stars when they start to look like your auntie's friend, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> 
I did notice a Steve Hasty looking like uh, in there on the uh, <laughs> on the left hand side as well. <laughs> and Empire of the Cup, Real Madrid really do have our number, don't they? Is this how Everton feel? <laughs> Probably. And French football comedians F.F. Lowe's and Pand de Mercure have arrived in London to give Harry Kane the ball back from his penalty in the World Cup quarterfinals. <laughs> it's a joke that keeps on giving. Gary Neville, with no one on final score today, I thought I would bring you the early kickoff result. Bournemouth born with one, Liverpool nil, and they're playing so well. <laughs> Followed up by this one, uh, Jimmy Shell says, a Liverpool fan just told me he's looking for a good holiday in the UK. I told him you can't beat Bournemouth. <laughs> uh, Jimmy uh, from uh, the US of A, as always, uh, on the ball with uh, stuff on Twitter. He says, uh, oh, I don't care if this is the last roast on earth, I'm not eating it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, God almighty. Thanks, Jimmy. That was a good one. Uh, Jules sent this one. I sexually identify myself as a microwave meal. I'm ready in three minutes and I don't look nothing like my pics. <laughs> Thanks, Jules. Another one from Jimmy. I don't know who this dog is or why he's banned from the park, but he certainly seems like a lot of fun. Only <laughs> 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 uh, in America. Uh, Ian Hull, thanks. Most buffaloes do not actually have wings. That yes. <laughs> started a debate, actually. They said most. Most. Right, most. That's when I started pulling this face. Uh, at any given time, the urge to sing The Lion Sleeps Tonight is just a whim away, a whim away, a whim away. A whim away. <laughs> oh, dear me. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Michael Pomer, uh, my nomination for Tweet of the Week this uh, is brilliant. What a lovely surprise. And it was uh, as he went to visit the Newcastle United Foundation Down Syndrome team. Fantastic. Oh, the look on their faces was absolutely yeah. superb. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, as it rushes to the BBC to present matches of the day. <laughs> there was a few of them kicking around at the weekend. And this cat was stung by a bee and now looks like half the girls on my estate. <laughs> uh, every picture sells a Tory, says Rob Byron. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, that like. There'll be a photographer standing all day waiting to get that photo. Uh, David, last thanks for this one, mate. Yeah, nothing like nothing like a trip to London. Oh. <laughs> great, great photography there, mate. Um, and this one, Mum. I thought we were back after last week, but it turns out we're, we're still shit. Please come back and pick me up. <laughs> and this one, Paul Jackson. That's one eighty-five, please. I handed over one ninety. Sorry, I don't have any five pence pieces and held up a ten pence piece. Obviously, expect me to say, don't worry about it. You can't con me, mate. I'm the wolf of Wall Street. I took the ten pence piece and replied, no problem, mate. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Tommy. And this one. Julian Lee. I came across this on Twitter and replied, I don't think he realised why I replied. Kev Rattigan said, why do Norwegian battleships have barcodes on the side? So they can Scandinavian. Oh, oh, God. God, oh, oh. it's bad. It is, isn't it? That's Alice. Uh, uh, def definitely one for the sugar player. Um, I wonder if somewhere John Terry is practicing an auto cue, said David Badil. John Terry says, Don't use my name for a cheap laugh on social media. 
Dan goes, or oh, what? You'll shag his wife. Never judge a book by its cover, said Ian Hull. Except that one. Seriously, put it down. <laughs> and coming up to the last couple, yeah. Um, this one. Gary Lennon gets perfectly untitled of freedom of speech, but like all of us, not freedom of consequence. Hashtag Lenniger. Sign a contract of services with neutrality and no disrepute clauses, you get consequenced. As for the rest of them, I would fire a lot of them. E. Sunderland <laughs> said, literally, literally everything you say is vomit. Simon Jordan's quick reply was, okay, Sunderland is the greatest football club and its fans are the best in the North <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love Simon Jordan. Full stop. Quality. Um, this was good as well. I decided to stick it in Tweet of the Week. It's a tough one. Do I watch Ant and Deck or Steve Hasty? Uh, live Crufts was on. The Terrier and Hound groups are judged. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, down to the last two. The top two was a toss-up between one and the other. This came in number two. Ah, uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me. Exactly. And the winner, the winner was on uh, Instagram this week for me. Uh, it was this one. This is how we do it. Do it. <laughs> how we do it. That's brilliant. That brilliant. is brilliant. And it allowed us on Instagram to attach the music. I got some laughs off that one. But listen, thanks for keeping uh, these tweets coming in. If you've got any, send them to me or the lads on Twitter, uh, on different social medias, and we will endeavour to get them in. Keep them coming, Zara. Some absolute belters. <laughs> Those of you who watch Rock and Rob Show, uh, which I do with the weekend now, where we cover music albums, um, he's a Hearts fan and he looks uh, he looks uh, out for Garen Kual uh, for me. Um, and we usually get a little bit of an update on the show. Good evening, Rob. I know you're in the chat. Um, what do you guys think about giving him a chance to come back? George, George I'll start with you. Ian, Ian Toon Trade has asked tonight, should, Wilson should be no any of the first team, but we've no other choice. Uh, would anyone bring Kowal back um, as backup at least now? Because he is our player, George. He's not getting many opportunities up there. They say that he's the, you know, the next best thing, uh, the, the next big thing. We're talking about giving Elliot Anderson a run out. Would you would you consider bringing him back and at least allowing him to be part of the squad? Or am I am I I'm asking the question, but I don't know if that is even possible. You know, if injuries reached a certain level, would Newcastle be able to take somebody out of the twenty five man squad and put somebody in? But regardless of that, if 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 you were, would you bring him back? Well, it is. I don't think he's he would count in the twenty five. Probably would. Yeah, you know. No, I wouldn't. I, I, I think we, we've set a path with the lad to, to get him settled in, and I would I would let him settled in. The only I would only bring him back if we're absolutely desperate, uh, and I don't think we're quite there yet. So though there's there's others there's others in in the uh, in the youngsters in the club at the moment who are knocking on the door, uh, and uh, I would be giving some of them a chance rather than bringing him back from Hearts. No, I'd let him settle in. He's amongst Australian players anyway at Hearts. I gather. Uh, and I think that's quite important. So uh, I think he's he's the big surprise for next season, in my opinion. Steve, uh, there's two two points to this. One is he's just a young lad, and he, he's hardly played any games in Australia either. And I, I'm sure that he that the reason we sent him to Hearts was a to give him the opportunity to develop as a development player rather than somebody that we would throw straight into the Premier League. 
The second thing is, I'm sure there was an issue with a work permit that required them to go and play up in Scotland first before he could then come to, to this. I remember that being in, yeah. written in the in the in the papers uh, when we before we even signed him, saying that we're going to get this kid, but there'll be work permit issues because he's only played X number of of games uh, for Australia. Yes, he went to the World Cup, but he, he's nowhere near the number. So you're going to have to go, and he's going to have to play overseas. Well, overseas is Scotland, as far as football is concerned. And he's going to, he's going to. That's that's what's going to happen before he then gets games under his belt. And I think even the Hearts manager said that it's very much a development phase for him. Thirty minutes here, twenty minutes there, um, just gradually getting him into that um, sort of understanding and. In the physicality of the game, um, what's expected of him, and to muscle up and to mature. If you look at if you look at Murphy when he first came, there was nothing on him. You look at him now; he's a totally different player. You know, he's he's totally different build, physique, everything about him. When he first came and 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 got into the team, and he was straight out again because literally, you, you know, you went over, you went boot him, and he was over. Um, it was you know he was so weak. This is this is what they're gonna they're gonna have to to do with with Cole. As I say, he's only an eighteen year old kid, so I, I I I don't think they would even contemplate bringing him back. I think it's it's very much part of a a long term plan that he spends a little bit a little bit of time up there and he gets used to the physicality of the game, gets used to the pace of football in in Europe as opposed to the pace of the football that he's been playing in Australia, um, and hopefully. Come the summer, he comes back and he'll be in on the under twenty ones as a as a by then presumably nineteen year old, and uh, we'll, we'll see a, a different player. Also, remember he hasn't had the, that that time as as like a an academy player and be someone who comes into our own development squad and has been monitored and uh, physically looked after. Um, you know, and you've got all the data on exactly how he's performing, which is what happens with within the, the, the under eighteens and the and the under twenty one squad. So I think it's I think it's just very much the fact that where he's come from and, and and where he is in his own development. Yeah, he might be a great player, but well, we hope he is. Um but we'll 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 soon find out next summer. Steve, can I come back a minute just to show how hearts are looking after him. I've watched a little bit on on, on Sky when the Scottish match is on. And there are a couple of Scottish teams, or three even, that have got plastic pitches. And when yeah. the, when Hearts have been going to play on plastic pitches, they haven't even put them in their squad for yeah. the fear of them getting injured on the plastic pitches in Scotland. So that's how much they're looking after them, and I think that's great. Sorry. Uh, no, you're right, George. You're right. OK. Uh, what about you, uh, Keith? Uh, would you bring the youngster back or just let him, to con- you know, let him continue in that, um, you know, in the Hearts team, getting a little bit of experience? I'd leave him there because he, he'll be getting... I've already had feedback from people who watch Scottish football, you know, the Scottish Premier League every week. Um, and what they say is that, that, yeah, he's got talent. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. You don't, you don't take the World Cup, you haven't got talent, but um, he, he just hasn't he hasn't got the maturity yet or the development yet. And the, the, the I was talking to Ladder Watch's heart and he said he, there's a lot of naivety in his play. So he, I think he's a long, long way away. And I think that if you look at Newcastle, I think when you've got people like Matt Ritchie, they can maybe give you 50, 60 minutes. You've got Matt Targets to come back. 
you've got you you've got you know, a couple of full backs that start to get back into the squad. And you've got you've got kids at Newcastle like the Miley brothers and people like that. And you've you've got a lot of kids coming through that they can use. Um I think you're a long way off. Um talking to people up there, they're saying that they do protect him at hearts, but they're saying that, that he, he came in one game and, and they're nearly going to take him off to you on the same game. He, he's he's just learning. He's learning his trade. He hasn't played a lot of games in Australia and he hasn't played a lot of games for, for the for the national side. And they're saying that the national coach is looking forward to getting him back to the Australian national side because there's a lot of the older players protect him. But he's very much, he's, he's, he's very much a naive 18-year-old. He's got a lot of development to do. Christ, I pray he's, he's the right one, but I don't think he's anybody that could bring someone to the Premier League, you know, right today. I think he, I think he's I think he's learning. The other thing that they're saying, they're saying that the Scottish football is typically aggressive and it's, you know, you don't get time to dwell on the ball. And they said he, when they've watched them, they said he wants more time on the ball than what people will give him. It'll be a great lesson for him. You know, it'll be a great lesson to tell him. I mean he couldn't learn off anybody better than Bruno. When Bruno gets the ball, people come charging in. And like Mitch said earlier, he just he does something that gives him half a yard. And and the young lad at uh, Kowal's got to learn all this yet. And and he's he's learning in a bloody hard league. It's it. You know, you might be playing Celtic Rangers in front of forty thousand one week, but, but 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 then you might be playing in front of three or four thousand another week. And it's I don't know. It's it, it it'll be a real wake up. And it'll be a great development. And I think send them there was a clever trick. They say they're looking after him. He's not ready for this now. He's 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 not the answer to Newcastle this season. Certainly not. Mm, lots lots of opinions coming in. Uh, we've got no depth, says Sean. Where um, why we're not playing eighteen year olds? Ganacho, Alanga, Elliot, Cavallo. Yeah, yeah. an option for the last ten minutes. Pace for days. We've got to stop being cautious. Problem is, we keep uh, anyone who gets elevated to the first team seems to be taking place in murder ball or something, or yeah, or, or the equivalent. Um, Mitch, go on, g- give us your views this, on this, this. Being cautious and managing a young man who's literally halfway around the world. Yeah, putting yeah. them in hearts yeah. with other Aussies is exactly the plan about letting them settle into the, to, to to the UK. Um, letting them get some game time, letting them develop as a player on the, on the training pitch and as a person. And and I think lumping all that pressure on a young man, um, ask my mate Tony Roma about what happens when that happens. Yeah. When he's on the back pages of the next yeah. Jackie Milburn. How heavy does that number nine shirt feel the next time you Absolutely. put it on? Very Absolutely. heavy. Um, and I love Tony to bits and he did great things with his career, but he could have done a lot more. And I think part of the, what broke him was that pressure. And I don't want to see that on, on Kural at all, because we do have one of the world's best young talents yeah, on our books, but he needs managed. And people laying in the shoulder about being a terrible loan manager and about yeah, uh, yeah. Being, a, being an Ashley man. I'm sorry, I had the pleasure of speaking to a woman, spending some time with him in Riyadh, as he did as well. And he's very much integrated in the, the, the Ashworth, uh, how um, sort of dynamic, and he's very much now part of the team, and he's doing things in conjunction with everybody else. He's not out there sitting with his finger in his arse, just plucking teams out with the air to send young players to. He's doing it in conjunction with the whole bigger picture and the bigger plan. Um, and I think if you think that's right, fuck you all, we've got to back it. But this is also where, when we've, when we've had talks in the last couple of weeks about the multi-club model, the owners want multi-clubs in different leagues. This is where if we had a 
a, a team in Belgium that was flitting between the top plate and the second division at Belgium. That we could send young players, they put it all out for a full season and say, right, go and get your time, go and get your development, go and do your stuff. No pressure, away from the limelight, no pressure, just be you, express yourself and enjoy yourself. And then we get back either a more finished article who we can then unleash into the squad or a young man who's played on the continent who may attract the interest of other clubs who we could then sell on at a profit. And that's the whole advantage of that going forward. And I think we've just got to let Kuyol be what they have planned for him and we worry about the players that are in Newcastle and in the squad and in and around the squad. And yeah, maybe it's time to bring some of the younger kids in. But like I said before, so this is a fantastic opportunity for young Elliot Anderson. Somebody who's benefited from going out on loan for a season and making a little name for himself. And now, when he's been told you will get game time, this is where we need him to step up to the plate. This is make a break for him, maybe. And I would love to see him grab it with both hands and show him what he can do. Go out there on the city. If he's playing the night, if he's at the city ground tonight, he's in the start in 11. Come on then, show it. Express yourself. Enjoy it. Enjoy wearing the black and red stripes. Don't let that, that shirt become heavy on your back because everybody's behind you. There's nobody expecting anything of you other than to do your best and we know you will. Yeah. And you, just so, us, guys, you just reminded us of something that, that you said there about about Bruno and, and, and that little yard that he has. And then you're talking about the injuries and, and George mentioned that that's a good... I was listening to Tim Vickery, uh, the South American football correspondent, and he was talking about Neymar. And apparently yeah. Neymar's been playing with an ankle injury for seven years. He's finally gone in for an operation um, and he's out for the rest of the season. But they said one of the things, one of the differences between Neymar and a lot of the other South Americans is that Neymar wasn't from an area of Rio or, or, or Buenos, Aires, uh, Buenos Aires or Sao Paulo in, in, the, in the street football phase. He was very much a, a cultured footballer who had been spotted and identified and spent most of his most of his younger days playing on grass. Whereas some of the hardened Brazilians, you know, the, in, in Argentinians, the Tevez of this world and people like that, and, and possibly Bruno and Joe Linton to a certain extent, they were they were brought up very much in a in a, a more poverty area. So from a physicality, they were used to very much being hit, hit, hit constantly. And, and it developed their game and the, and the nurture of the game. And he also said that that's possibly why you, with Neymar, he's the sort of player who, when he gets hit, he's always looking for the support of the referee. And, you know, we we have, you know, fans have a go at him for rolling over and, and crying and, and complaining about tackles and trying to win penalties and Tends to play to the referee, whereas in that, and he was a he was a futsal style player, whereas the street lads they didn't even play with referees, you know. So they they were just they were just if you got kicked, you got kicked, and you got kicked, and you got kicked. So a lot of it is in the mind of of those players, and I think I think it, you're right. And Bruno is playing through the injury at the moment. I hope that this isn't something that that comes about in in two or three seasons where he could be out for an awful long time and you end up with a situation like Neymar's in where, you know, you, you, because of the of the nature of the game, he ends up having to you know, seven years carrying an injury. That's it's if, it, if it's a big high ankle, like what Michael Thomas at the Saints had, and that was misdiagnosed and mishandled, and he's at the point of suing NFL doctors for it. Yeah. Yeah. 
if he needs an operation, the operation needs to be taken now. I think um, I think the big I, thing I, I I don't think he does need that because he was able to play through it very quickly afterwards. Yeah. And so there's a good chance that's that's not as serious. But at the same time, it's still a concern. But how many options do we really have? I saw something this week, Neil, where somebody said it's too early for us to think about Europe. But I, I can't tell you enough is that there's no player going to come to Newcastle and say, oh, I'm going to Newcastle because they the won the Carabao Cup. But there's players, like top players, will come if they're in the Champions League. And, and it's critical that we patch people up and just get our heads down and box people, close people, do play the high press and somehow make it happen. Because if you look at these games we've got in April, you know, we've got like four away games, but they're all winnable. And then we've got our next three home games, like Man United, Tottenham and Southampton. They're winnable too. And it, it is about getting Joe Linton back, patching Bruno, getting Mickey fixed, you know, long stuff. We just got to get do what we're doing. There's, there's, there's no magical loan signing coming in. There's no Kowal coming back. It is just, that's what you've got. Your biggest ally strength you've got as a club is sticking together and pressing people, closing yeah. people down. And you play for us tonight and you've got to get in the face and, 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 and swear at them and cuss them. You've, you've, got to, you've got to work them over in the first 15 minutes. And that's what Newcastle are good at. If we do that, we get top four. If we don't, we slip out. But when we slip out of top four and don't finish, you know, we finish the season and we do well because we come sixth. A lot of players won't come to Newcastle. Yeah, I don't think. Get, I don't think next win. season. I don't think next season you're going to be in a situation where Chelsea's struggling, Liverpool's struggling, Tottenham playing yeah, hot and Man United getting such I'm a bad on. start. And that, and you're right, and that, and that's why we've got it. We've got to get these players patched up, and we've got to get out there, and we've got to get the points on the board, um, because. You're dead right. The quality will come if you're in the Champions League. It'll not come if you're not in the Champions League. You're spot on, Steve. And I'll tell you something. You'll not see Chelsea 10th in the league in the next five years. I'll tell you. They've, got, they've literally bought the world. And every player we're looking at, they say they're going for as well. Chelsea's going to be back. And, and you, you, you just know that the Liverpools... The, the people's on the outside. You know that the Fulhams and the Brentfords and the Brightons are getting better. But... Chelsea and Liverpool are going to come back. And this, this is the best chance we've ever got of getting fourth. And I bet it's the best chance the next three years. Yeah, Chelsea are and probably going to win the Champions League now. <laughs> yeah. And the, 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 the other thing that very rarely gets mentioned, mentioned is we get a Champions League spot. The impact of that through the club from the first team down to yeah. the under 18 exactly. will be immense. Yeah. There'll be kids who are bust the gut to get into the team, we'll suddenly want even more to get into the team and we'll get a few surprises. And that's, that's the impact that Champions League could have. Yeah. Yeah. OK, uh, as always, plenty to catch up with uh, on the show tonight. Uh, still got an hour to go. We'll be here when the uh, the team's announced as well, so we'll be able to uh, give the lads uh, opinions on that. And uh, because we've got the game coming up, we'll... Uh, We'll move things around slightly. So, uh, Steve Hasty, you might want to go make a, a cup I'll of tea. Go. Cup <laughs> of tea now. Uh, 
Two and look a lady, and as always, the inbox was pinging from uh, the, the end of last week's show, it has to be said. And uh, Mike Gent was first in with uh, this one. He says it's a double whammy. Not only is it Friday, but it's Paddy's Day too. That one. Keep smiling and shining, and please look after yourselves and have a good one. Uh, he says, and here's my lookalike contender, Steve Hasty. It's just a picture of a dog. <laughs> uh, this one was from Jacob. He says, I see you're getting Steve Hasty and Joe some acting work with you now. That's a great picture, by the way. Me, Joe, and uh, Steve Hasty, all in one picture. Steve Hasty, it's a woman. <laughs> this isn't, though. <laughs> That's Peter Reed and Hasty. <laughs> I love that one. Um, and this one, Steve oh, on the throne. Is that Steve Hasty? It is, yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's a picture of an old woman. <laughs> oh, we've got ghosts now, for God's sake. What the hell? Never knew Steve Hasty had appeared in Spender. That's yeah. your haircut, mine, Steve. That is the old hasty haircut. That is. It is, I. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Brilliant stuff from Mozart. Misty. Hasty. <laughs> hasty doing Bollywood dancing, says Gav. Yeah, I like that's me. Yeah. And a couple for Mr. P. Mr. Hasty dolled up for a night out. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's me. <laughs> Andrew Horbus. Now this is your, you always like this one, Steve. Yep, is that's me. This, is this Steve Hasty signing tune shirts? You've got to be happy with King Kev looking like he hasty instead of a pooch, he says. That's me. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> yep, that's me. Albert's back. Well done, Albert. Yep, you got his four of me. <laughs> And this a muddy coloured Steve Hasty from Alba. Yeah, <laughs> me. That's me. Who does that to the dog? Um, oh, yeah. Another one from Alba. Yep. Oh. Yep. That was from the summer holidays. It does look like you like that, Steve, to be fair. Jacob says, no, people are posting me. pics of Hasty more and more every day. That's not me. Here's another good one. Ian Sutcliffe says, Gaza Hasty. Yeah. Not okay. great, but what a bonus. Yeah. Him as well, yeah. Back in the day. Another good comparison. <laughs> Back to the dogs. Yeah. I'm not sure the one on the right foot. Albert sent this one as well. I'm not sure what this was. Got people dressing up in his backyard now. Yep, that's me. This one, Steve? Yeah. Yep, yep, that's me. That's definitely you. Yep, that's me. And last couple, Steve. I thought this was an episode of Top Gear. Um, he says, uh, Steve Wraith and Jody sent this one. You order Top Gear off Wish. That's, yeah. yep, that's right. Yep, that's me, Stuart. <laughs> Hasty's made an appearance in season nine of the X Files. Yep, <laughs> and the Y Files. <laughs> and the last couple, this one from Tom McCall. He says, Someone's been taking selfies. <laughs> and uh, I'll finish on a good one, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Richard gave me all happy with that. Like, oh, God, I thought this was a hasty look alike, but it's not. It's Gene Wilder from Daz. Is that John Brownlow? John Brownlee, that is it. John Brownlee, yeah. Uh, this one, Stu's elation turned to tears after the Botman miss. 
That's class, that. Thanks, Al. That was a good one, Elvis. Uh, another look alike, Stu Pemmon and Al Murray. Yeah, he's funny, yeah. Very good. It looks like we're sticking with dogs, so here's Mitch at the bar with his new skinny jeans on. Hans <laughs> 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 Moxie Mag. And look alike from left to right, Keith, Mitch, Steve Hasty, and Steve. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Some of our nights out, probably I. <laughs> I probably. Thanks, Lee. Uh, thank John just as Alan sent this one. Uh, pro- no, it was Donald Burns sent this one, actually. That is. Donald, that's a great one, that. Look a That's pretty sort, damn good, said. that, I. Pretty good. He's got into the spirit of it. Thanks to Elaine for this one. Sean Longstaff. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Jordan and Curly Watts, anybody? Yeah, I yeah like that. that's good. Yeah. good. Phil Foden. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> See, yes, dude, that's worse than yours. It is. Joe Felix and Ricardo Kaka. Yes, aye. very good. That well, that's yeah, Tom yeah. Dixon, by the way. Never. He's, he's so surprised. Tom Nixon. Instead of Tom Dixon, Zabi Alonso and Jason Bateman. Very good, yeah, Tom. Very good, eh? Tom's playing the game this week. Yeah. Gareth Bale and Kenny McAvoy. Wow. That's yeah. good, yeah. I thought that was a young Gareth Bale. That's frightening, lads. Yeah. And Suarez and Mackay. God. Wow, that is spooky That's as good, well. Isn't it? That's good. That is brilliant. Some great ones there, Tom. I don't know which website you went to to get there, mate, but well done. Uh, in his own backyard, Robbie Davis Jr., uh, TJ thought it was me. I thought it was you, Steve. I thought it was, I thought it was you, right? And Ronaldo statue and Lee Trundle. <laughs> well, that's an insult to Lee Trundle, that. Took Absolutely. Some, took some stick, that statue, by the way. Uh, no. Phil Brown and Kiki Flores. Aye. Yeah, that's second. Number the, number one this week is the this. dog Ray Ray Bishop. When your passport photo looks like Al Capone, <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Wow. Yes, brilliant stuff. That's Keep them good. coming. Uh, really send your look like he's in to uh, me and the lads at the usual places. Uh, John starts his Q-Tech uh, giveaway again. Five foot, ten inches is your first clue. Uh, we'll have a clue next week and the week after, and then you'll have a question which you can answer in the chat. And I think it was a signed shirt that somebody won last week. I can't remember who it was, but John did contact them, and I think that has been sorted out. And apologies for those of you who were expecting to see uh, the signed Solano shirt up on Twitter. I forgot to do it um, in a rush to get out last week, so... Uh, I will endeavour to put that up this week uh, to raise some money for the food bank. And don't forget as well, Peter Beersley Soccer School, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th and 11th of April. For further details on that, uh, go to peterbeardsleysoccerschool.com for more information. And uh, halfway through the show, over halfway through the show now, uh, so we'll play the ads. A big thanks to all our sponsors, Skips and Bins. You can find them at skipsandbins.com. Telephone 0800 25 45 25 3. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. 
Easy contract, free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's sauces, which are handmade in Cumbria. You can order them from mrvickies.co.uk or by calling 01768 210102. Welcome aboard to Frui Vita Getaways. You can email them at fruivitagetaways at gmail.com. Call or text them 0792-842-7895. Please join and share the Facebook group as well at Frui Vita Getaways. Book your holidays or short breaks in the UK or around the world with them. Let them find your happy place. Abta and Atoll registered. Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Wallsend, Newcastle. And the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com, where you can buy lots of t-shirts and merchandise. If you want to subscribe to the show, hit the subscribe button underneath this video today. It is free to do so. Hit the thumb up to like the video. It's good for the algorithm. And click share to share to your other social media. If you do subscribe, we do send you a free car sticker. To get that, email john at nufcmatters.com and he'll post you one out. If you want to join the NUFC Matters cult, then put your smartphone over this QR code now and it will take you straight there. Alternatively, go to the website, nufcmatters.com, and you can join for a one-off payment of £25. You'll receive a cup, a pen, a membership card, and a scarf, and entry into the monthly draw. You can also join via YouTube, and if you click join beneath the video, you will see a variety of prices and how you can support the channel. You can alternatively make a donation with a super chat in the chat tonight. Just click the dollar sign. We're also available on iTunes and Spotify and other podcast providers. We also help the food bank on this show. NUFCfansfoodbank.co.uk is where you'll find the match day bucket and you can make a virtual donation 365 days of the year. As always, we've got a whole host of events coming up throughout the year. And even when Obi Solano takes place on Saturday the 25th of March at the Tyneside Irish Centre, tickets £15, book now at nufcmatters.com. And even with Peter Beardsley at Leamington Labour Club, tickets are £20, 31st of March, and uh, you can get them direct from the venue. And even when Nobby Solano, Good Friday, the 7th of April at 4pm, tickets are a tenner and available behind the bar at Felling Cricket Club in Gateshead. An evening with Supermac, hosted by Gibble at the Time House Surf Cafe, Tuesday the 11th of April, and tickets direct from the venue. This is a limited ticket event, only 35 tickets available, so book soon. And an evening with Frank Clark and John Gibson, Thursday the 20th of April, tickets are £15, book now at nufcmatters.com. In June, Rob Lee will be at Louis Liquor Store in Newcastle, and you can get tickets direct from the venue. And an evening with Rob Lee, Lee Clark, John Beresford takes place the following evening, Friday the 2nd of June at the Grand Hotel in Gosforth. This is in aid of the Healan Tour Charity, and tickets are available from their website, www.healandtour.org.uk forward slash events. And if you're a boxing fan, the Night of Champions comes to Gateshead at the Fed. Frank Bruno, Ricky Hatton, Nigel Benn and Joe Calzaghi are part of the UK tour. And you can get your tickets from 
goldstarpromotions.co.uk. A couple of other events to announce. John Anderson is at the uh, Time Out Surf Cafe Tuesday the 18th of April, so get yourself down there. Tickets available direct from the venue. Don't forget, there's only 35 tickets available for the events that we do down there, and those tickets are selling fast. A little bit further along the coast, Laurels uh, in Whitley Bay are doing an evening with... Nobby Solano, and they've got limited tickets available for that now. Uh, tickets are £15 and available again from Laurels, the venue. And if uh, you've got nothing to do this th- uh, this Sunday, sorry, um, first of all, you could get yourself along to see uh, that wonderful play. Uh, I'd love it if we beat them. I went along on the uh, the press night. It was fantastic to, uh, to get along to see it. Some great local actors, uh, great bit of, great bit of writing that if you like your football and your politics. Uh, but after the show on Sunday, uh, there is going to be a discussion at, uh, at 7 o'clock, football and politics panel discussion. George Culkin is hosting it. Uh, Ian Mearns, of course, he was going to come on the show tonight, but sadly got tied up with uh, MPs' work, as MPs do. Uh, but um, he will be involved in the panel. Davy Nellist, who, of course, is uh, uh, one of the actors in the play. And Steve Harper um, is, is also going to be on stage for that as well. Uh, for a football and politics panel discussion. Well worth going along. If you book now via the live theatre website, you'll get a discount, uh, discounted ticket um, for the uh, the talking afterwards as long as you go into the play first. Uh, look for something to do on Sunday. Get yourself along. Going to be well, well worth uh, the visit. Um, okay. Uh, got to squeeze a lot in, as I say, because we will be looking ahead to Forest uh, very, very soon. And uh, we do like to have uh, some loud music to test your sound system on your television. The day I met where I asked you to send in photographs of you meeting people from Newcastle United, both past and present. Uh, thanks to Andy Embleton for this one. Uh, he says, great to meet up with Joe, Andy's dad. There he is, our dad and our son um, at Central Station, meeting one of our regular viewers. So uh, thanks for sending that, Andy. And this one from Dougie Morris. He went, afternoon, Steve. I hope you're well. Can I send you a photo of a Friday show, please, mate? The photo is of my mate Mark Emery from Ashington. And uh, the photo is Mark's two sons, Paul on the left and Christopher on the right with special care. Matching tops as well, matching shorts. And uh, yeah, it looks like Kevin's got a matching tie on. But fantastic, oh, yeah. lad, Dougie. Thanks for sharing that, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Excellent. Got any photos of you meeting people from Newcastle United past and present? Send them in to me and I'll feature them on the show. Uh, no tune tipster tonight. Uh, he seems to have gone AWOL and missing in action, but we did get the tune statue video from Andre across in Bulgaria, so we'll have him now. How are the lads? Nottingham away today on St. Patrick's. Happy St. Patrick, by the way. Um, very contradicting stats for today's game. 
on the one hand, Newcastle has never lost against Notts Forest in the Premier League. We have played nine times and still no defeat for the Magpies. On the other hand, Nottingham won their last two home games against us, both in the Championship. They beat us 1-0 in 2009 and famously they beat us 2-1 again on a Friday night back in 2016 when we had two people sent off and two penalties against us. A funny stat also is that as far as I can recall, and I also checked it, Newcastle has never won a TV game at City Ground since 1992, including the famous 1-1 in 96 when literally we lost the title, and the new-new in the following season, 96-97, not to mention also a couple of defeats in the League Cup, also uh, live on TV. Now, Nottingham, they have five wins, five draws and three defeats on home soil, but they're undefeated there in their last nine games, having won against Liverpool and drawing against Chelsea and Manchester City. On the other hand, Newcastle has not lost any of their last six games in the Premier League at City Ground. And referee for tonight is Paul Tierney, with whom we have had two games so far this season, 4-0 win against Aston Villa and the 2-1 win against Southampton in the League Cup, where he also sent off Bruno Guimaraes. Finally, Miguel Almiron is on fire this season, having scored 11 goals in the league so far, 30% of our total number of goals. The last player to score that amount, that weight of goals was Loic Remy back in 2013-2014 when he scored 33% of our league goals for the entire season. So, let's go for the win today and let's see what happens. Happy St. Patrick's again. Okay, uh, we did have the away day guide uh, pointless putting it on tonight's show. Uh, but uh, we did have that up. It's up on the website. So if you're down in Nottingham, still looking for a ball, maybe you can watch that now. But it is an eight o'clock kickoff. It's live on Sky Sports. The away end, as usual, 2,950 tickets are sold out. Uh, we await the team news, which you should have just before the end of the show. Joe Linton won't be available for selection, of course, serving the second of his two-match ban. Anthony Gordon, as we know, is sidelined with uh, an injury. And as Keith mentioned at the start of the show, uh, it's likely to go past Manchester United and maybe beyond. Um, the rumour mill uh, was in full overdrive today. Obviously, Fabian Share. Uh, withdrawn from uh, his international squad um, because of a foot injury, but nothing said by uh, Eddie Howe yesterday. We await uh, the views on that. And then today, of course, the uh, the rumour mill uh, suggested that Longstaff and Almiron could both be out as well. So we will wait and see. Um, we've only got 40-odd minutes to wait, so we will the find Al- out. Al- Again, the Almiron rumour seems to have come from Paraguay. Yeah, exactly. So international international tend to throw up these uh, problems, um, and and you know the, the the manager tries to keep things under wraps, but unfortunately things do get out when uh, these people are sent back from their international uh, squads. I've covered it already this week, but Bowley, McKenna, Awani, uh, Henderson, Biancon, and Richards are all sidelined. Uh, Chiku, Coyote, Wayne, Hennessy, and Brennan Johnson were all rated doubtful. You know, I can imagine Johnson will probably be fully fit though and, and raring to go, and he's a dangerous player for, for Forrest. Chris Wood can't play. Um, he remains on loan from Newcastle, but we all know that the permanent deal move is now past the post, but he can't play. Uh, some might say that's a blessing in disguise. Other might think, well, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, Shelby, of course, will be waiting uh, with Glee, I would imagine, as will Jack Colback. 
uh, to try and uh, get one over on us. We'll wait and see. Uh, their home form at the City Ground is better than an away form, as you would imagine. Um, and, and uh, you know, as Andre's already discussed, Paul Tierney, this is uh, his third game in charge of any Castle United fixture. VAR is uh, Banks. So, um, George, We've discussed it a little bit earlier about where we might go with this, um, you know, with with the team selection, but it's thrown into the air that now because you know with with the rumours of so many injuries, we don't know. But what what are you expecting tonight? Well, all things being equal, and that's that's a difficult thing to say with all the rumours. Um, I was expecting um, no change from last week uh, that Isaac would start, and <laughs> and the, the thing I'd point I'd make about Isaac last week is is that. It, if everybody is going to remember, about on the hour just before he was substituted, we got a corner, and the lad was standing near the penalty spot with his hands on his thighs, and he could hardly breathe. He was so out out of uh, out of uh, uh, gear. So I think uh, how's the notion that uh, you know he can use them for an hour safely, and then after that it's a it's a problem. It's probably right, but I would I would look forward to seeing an unchanged team for the first time for a while, uh, and. Uh, if there are enforced changes with long staff and so on, I, I want them to be brave and, and uh, slip on people like Elliot Anderson and give, give them a go from the start rather than uh, just keep them hugging the bench all the time. And uh, I think that would that would do me. But I'm, I'm hoping that it's an unchanged team, Steve. OK, Steve? Um, I, I looked in it, I thought I'll... Didn't didn't realise Shaw was was going to be out. Looking at that, I'm thinking, oh, is he just being pulled out of the Swiss squad as a precaution? Is he being rested? Perhaps they're playing Belarus and they're playing Israel, so it could well be that that's the case. I'm, if he's not playing, I've got no problems with Lascelles coming in. Uh, I thought Lascelles played great, um, and he's an able deputy. So Lascelles, Botman, Trippier, Byrne. I'm hoping that the word on the midfield with Longstaff isn't true. I'm hoping that we see a midfielder or had down as a midfielder with Willick, Bruno and Longstaff. And uh, I already had ESM, Isaac and Murphy up front um, with uh, with Miggy as, a, as the impact man again coming on and uh, with his pace, being able to uh, to do something in the last 20, 25 minutes. Um whether whether the injury to Miggy as well, they've only got one fixture. I think they're playing Chile. Um, maybe they all prefer to go to go to Dubai, which is where the squad's flying out to straight after the match tonight. Um, maybe that's maybe that's on the on the horizon for them. Yeah, I would like to think so. I'd like to think you know if the, if these players are they've all travelled, put it that way. Um, I think the only one who hasn't travelled is Gordon. I, I, Mitch can maybe. He's, can confirm that. Um, that that was what I'd heard. Don't know whether you've heard the same, Mitch, but um, I think yep, that, uh, yeah, it'd be great if we if we go over to uh, to Dubai with a with a full squad and and get that team spirit back together. But uh, in terms of today's fixture, we should be strong enough. We should we're, we're played. We've been playing. I think we've been playing some good football, but just yeah. Not with the yeah. green and and just not being able to put the ball in the back of the net, but we we proved that we can do that. I thought Isaac's pace uh, on on uh, on Sunday was electric. Um, I thought that I was I was pleasantly surprised 
the link-up play that he had and the, the, the little through balls that were coming superb. I thought ESM had a, a, a very strong game, um, stronger than, than he has in the past. Maybe there's a little partnership building up there. Um, or a, certainly an awareness. ESM seems to be a little bit more switched on when Isaac's playing than he is when Wilson's playing. So it's all it all it all you know it all hinges on on how well we start. They will come at us like uh, you know like a like an express train. But uh, if we can uh, if we can just get through the first ten minutes, get a goal, unsettle them. Our crowd will certainly be behind the team. Um, I'm hoping that we'll, we'll be strong. I'm going to go for a 2-0. Um, Steve, can I come back and just say, I thought Isaac's header for that goal is one of the best headers I've seen yes. in a long time. Very professional. Beautiful cross, by the way, George. Landed yes. absolutely perfect. Absolutely. For, but boy, did he put it away well. He certainly did. Um, yeah. yeah, keep it in stand a chance. And, and it's very rare that we've been getting headed goals, you know, and, and it's something that we need to get we need to get the defenders getting on the end of crosses, yeah. especially free kicks and corners. I mean, dear me, the number of corners that we float in and we're getting absolutely nowhere near. We've seen Dan Byrne hit the ball, but apart from that, there's been nothing. Um, and it, it, it is something that I was hoping they're going to work on. The, ironically, Lascelles is the man who can get, get yeah, on the end yeah, of, yeah. of corners. And uh, if, he, if he is playing and playing against his old club today, then I'm sure he'll be up for it, captaining the team, turning out at the at the city ground, and uh, and would we'll be looking to, uh, to 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 get on the score sheet if the opportunity arises uh, from a corner or from a free kick because he is strong in the air. George, what was your prediction? Steve's gone two nil. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, me too. I would I would have gone going two nil. Yeah, I like that. All right, Keith. Over to you, mate. Obviously, a lot depends on the team. Um, but you know, uh, um, quite a quite a bold um, thing. I think I, I wouldn't be worried if we turned up with Pope in goal, Trippier right back, uh, target left back, uh, put Dan Byrne next to Botman centre half if if Shah's not fit, um, Bruno in the middle it, um, with. With Willock and either Longstaff, hopefully, if he's injured, Anderson, and then a front three of Murphy, Isaac, and ESM. And I've got a lot of faith in the forward line. And the one thing we've got to do, put in perspective, is Forrest, the 14th in the league, they're two points above third bottom, and they've only four points above the bottom side. So, you know, they're not, they're not as good as Newcastle. Um, you know, yeah, they've got decent. Home form, we've gone awful away from, but we're going to beat these. You know, if we, if we and, and the team that I've seen there, or you know, I think that forward line high presses and the midfield that press behind them, and that's before you get to the back four. But um, if Shah gets injured, um, I think Target's knocking on the door, stick down Burnham in his best position, put him at centre half, let him and Botman do it. So, so for me, I still think we've got a massively able. 11 players, and I think we can get in the faces. Don't think it'll be easy. Um, I said last week, I called it right last week, um, got the result right for, on, on here last week, and I said it wouldn't be an easy game. By God, it wasn't. You know, it was it was, it was was a tough game to get a 2-1 result. I'm going for the same score again tonight because we're away from home, and they say they're unbeaten in nine. But, but 
you know, this could be this could be a penman. This could this could be a, a three 0 if Newcastle get their act together. But um, I'll take two one away to Forest. But we've got to win it. If we're going to get fourth in the league, we've got to beat teams that we've got to beat teams out Forest away. If you don't beat teams out not Forest away, even with a threadbare side, you, you're not going to get in the Champions League. Yeah. So, Can I just say as well, Keith, how what a good game Willock had last week. I thought yeah. I thought I had one of his yeah. best games yeah. that he's had all season. I thought I, he looked. I, I, for a lad who was injured a couple of weeks ago, I thought I thought it, he's, he was outstanding. The amount Absolutely. of work that he put in. Absolutely. And I thought the big thing with Willock, and, and, and like, if you, if you look at players, I've always been a big Longstaff fan and he just puts, he, he puts unmerited effort in. And I've, I've always been behind Longstaff. But last week I came home and said, Willock just got better as the game went on. He got stronger and he ran more. And, and, and to me, you know, you see Bruno's and that going up the Willocks and it, it, it's, it's not by chance, you know, when it, when it, when a when a world class talent like Bruno's calling you Willakino or and all this in it, you know what I mean? It, it's 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 like massive that, that you you're empowering these kids and telling them, you know, you you <laughs> you're in the league of the Brazilians. But I think Murphy's grown a lot lately. I really do, and he looked like a player last week. I thought he put a shift in, and I thought Willock. Just ran and ran and ran. And, and and I'd say to you last week was the first time I looked at Willock and thought, by God, you've come on, son. You know, like like and, and it's when the Willocks and the Murphys come good to cover for the 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 you know Joe Lintons and the and the and the Wilsons being injured. That's that's when it's reshowing. And you know, I tell you I tell you what was great for me last week is I looked at the three midfield. The first time I think I'll I might not say it again, but I really thought. The best two midfield players out of the three were, were Longstaff and Willock. I thought they were, you know, I, th- I thought that Bruno struggled, and I thought he, he got a few knocks. He lost the ball a bit, and he just he didn't look injured. He, he got a big whack early on. He got you play that back, you got a hell of a whack later on. I'm I'm, I'm saying it, and I hope it does not. But I bet within 20 minutes today he's had a right old kick, and 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 like you were saying, carrying an injury you can't do it. But but Willock. Your right, Steve was enormous last week. He had, he, he, he re, I really looked at him and thought, "By God, you've come forward." But I, I've, I've said that in the last two weeks over Murphy. Murphy looks a much, much better player. For for a few weeks, I said, oh, "Why are they putting him in? Why are they persevering?" But the story I'm hearing is that that, that Eddie sees him a big part next season, and good on him if he can do it. You know, he's twenty, he's twenty, uh, twenty-eight year old in February, so he's he's twenty-nine in his next birthday. We always look at him being a kid. He's not, and that's when these players have got to come good. And uh, you know, it's, it's it's their legs on the Willocks and the Murphys as against the edge of someone like Richie that we've got to back up and do it. And this team can go out tonight and they can rip Forest apart, but it, you'll know after fifteen minutes whether you're going to do it. Because yeah. in fifteen minutes they get in there and do it. A player like Newcastle can't play. We'll 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 be there. Okay, Mitch. What's your thoughts on the uh, on the game tonight? How do you see it going? We were always going to get a time in the season where the squad was tested to the limit. But it also offers opportunities. It offers opportunities for young players, but it also offers opportunities for more seasoned players to show some leadership to show what they can do with other people out of the team. This could be one of those nights where ESM unleashes hell. This could be one of those nights where Willick turns in a hell of a performance. You know, it, 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 I think we've got to try and stay positive and look at the positives. 
Um, I think it, Steve Cooper needs a, a, a real word of praise about what he's done at Forest, being thrust with about 200 million signings. And the team that we played on the opening day looked like 11 lads who'd just come off the street and been put together as a team. Um, and for him, for a man who constantly looks like he's just come out of a headlock, a headlock and is totally confused, has <laughs> actually really, really done a great job at Forest in making those players gel. You know, that, that I don't think they've lost at home since since September, October. But as we discovered with our unbeaten run, these runs are there to be ended. These runs are there to be taken over and, 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 and finished. And why not us? We, we used to be the perennial fixers. Is your centre forward not scored in six? Don't worry, you're playing us this week, you will. You know, have you not won away from home in 200 years? Well, you're playing Newcastle this week, that might happen. You know, um, it's time for us to be the opposite of that now. To be the run breakers and to, and to break things down, then why the hell not on a Friday night? It, it, and, and I would I would love to be there. Actually, Forest is one of one of my favourite places to go to, and I've got a soft yeah. spot for it because I went you went to university and a good have a good mate. who was a big Forest fan, you know, and um, you know tonight under lights at, at, at Forest, it should be a really good game. And but we've got people there who genuinely have an opportunity to lay down markers, to also say to the, the, the manager, right, I've got my chance now, drop us, dare you. You know, so let's let's keep it positive, let's look at the positives, because I think if we play at our capacity, you know, no matter what level we send out, we should be able to at least give them a game, and I would hope we should be at least be able to beat them by the odd goal in three. That would be my personal thoughts, but I do have the dice. Before you do that, you know, I just want to say, Aye. Friday night, Friday night is just so good. But when I blow, when I watch that Saturday night and the Steve Cooper comes on, and Mitch is just said, You're just going to look at him like this. A, a, a bloke so he's doing this on the top of his head. And then he's going to go. A bloke who just looks like he come out of a headlock. I've never heard a better statement, a better description of my ever. And I tell you, honestly, when I see him come on the take down, I'm just going to sit and kiss my pants. I want to sit and <laughs> just, just kiss him. He likes looking as well. He just woke up. It's hilarious. Mate. What, what a description that is. That's, that's the best description of the season. That. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Great. Let's have a bit of dice action. See what that says. And the dice says... Zero two. Oh, that'll be two nil. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Great. Yeah, Take it. Yeah, yeah me, me too. 100%. Uh, there's a question came up, Mitch, actually, for you, um, which you, you might want to. Uh, there's two came up for you, which I've, which I've mm. kept. One from Michael says, Heading the ball. I wonder whether the recent studies that show outfield footballers 50% more likely to develop Alzheimer's. That would make me think twice. Does that make our players think twice, do you think? I don't think it would make a professional footballer think twice. Yeah. Not with a mindset at the moment. Yeah. However, that's not to say there's not things happening within the game to look at all of these things. And obviously, as everybody knows, that's something close to mine and my dad's heart. Um, our good friend, Jay French, who my dad and, and Steve yeah. both, uh, former Canadian international footballer, somebody who was involved heavily in the Canadian bid to try and buy the club off Ashley a couple of times. Um, Jay and I have been sitting talking about a study that he's got going uh, in conjunction with one of the universities here in the, in the UAE and with a couple of other professional footballers based in Norwich, which is where he played his football, um, looking at head trauma of all kinds and including just heading the ball. 
and and how that's going to go, and that's something that he's uh, trying to drag me into, and I think I'll I'll probably sleepwalk into it because I'm daft enough to. But there you go. That's a, um, but that's that's it's obviously something so close to my heart. Yeah. Um, will it make a current professional football? I think twice. No. Will it shape how we train young people and do things in training going forward in the future? Maybe. You know why they pick you, Mitch? Because he heard you. Uh, he, he heard you to heed the ball. Heed the ball. Uh, <laughs> right, like. The other question was from Sean. He says, um, question for our Middle East correspondence. He says, Saudi making the rounds this week as the apparent new sponsor. Uh, is it true? And if so, what will be the war no. chest for the summer window? So any updates if- on the sponsor? Look, there's things going on with Saudi Airlines. Saudi Air is still Saudi Air. There was a new airline that was proposed by PIF, and it was going to be called RIA. And they put everything in place, and they put the CEO from Etihad in place. And then all of a sudden, it was pulled. It was it disappeared, and the CEO had resigned, and all sorts of weird stuff. Now it's re-emerged that PIF are indeed launching an airline called Riyadh Air. Yeah. Um, and it's got the same CEO, the lad who was at Etihad. And so I suspect they've looked at it and they've done something different. I'm wondering if there's something different is enough separation from PIF, Newcastle United and Riyadh Air for Riyadh Air to be genuinely one of our sponsors. Um, and therefore nobody can have any comeback on it. And I'm making sure that the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and the Premier League can go away with a microscope and we can have however much um, if, if that's the kind of sponsorship we're doing, um, bearing in mind, if you look at what PIF are doing with the Aston Martin F1 team, bearing in mind that PIF owns 60% of Aston Martin, um, they've got Aramco stacked there, um, they've got Saudi stacking with um, Aston Martin, but bearing in mind, PIF don't any, own anything of Saudi And so that's handy for them because that's somebody else's money, but it is a convenient uh, collaboration between Saudi entities um, and we could benefit from that in different ways like we've said before and here some of the sponsorships might not necessarily come from PIF owned or PIF associated companies but they might come from um, companies who they have a relationship with in the Middle East or Saudi or whatever um, and that's better for us because then it's not PIF putting money into PIF and sponsoring myself effectively um, but I think if it's going to be an airline, I think it'll be the new airline. It'll be Riyadh. Um, yeah. th- 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 they've got a significant order in for various, uh, I think it's Airbus aircraft. Um, and so that they, they seem like they really mean business. They're talking about creating a European hub. Hmm, I wonder where that might be. And that then increases... In, in incoming to Newcastle if that, that European hub becomes Newcastle Airport because then Emirates are going to want more of Newcastle Airport and suddenly they're going to be wanting to put more into the region so again it goes beyond what football clubs do and it goes into the regional investment and the regional boost um, but it's obviously from the F1 they're not frightened to stack sponsorships and I think that's something that will happen with us Okay, interesting. The last question I got for you, Mitch, was this one. Are you planning to see the team when they're in Dubai? I, I don't mind. I, I guess I can say this. I had a little little Twitter DM with my dad about was he coming out and he's off to the F1. Um, yes, I'm going to try and see everyone. Yes, I'm going to try and um, drag everybody who wants to come along with us. <laughs> 
Um, I'm concerned about where they'll be looking at the pictures, but that's another matter. One thing I would say to them, if I could say anything to the to the squad and the people involved with bringing everybody over here, if we are carrying this amount of injuries, please, please, please go and see Dr. Murad at the, um, the FIFA Medical Centre at Garwood and take advantage of the fantastic medical facilities there. There's medical facilities at FIFA Medical Centre at Garwood that would really rival um, Aspatar and Qatar in Doha. And they're great people there. I know a few of them personally. I've done stuff with them with the FIFA Medical Conferences here in, in Dubai. Um, and I know they would be welcome with open arms um, to take advantage of the stuff that's on the ground here because some of it's proper cutting-edge medical stuff that might help some of our lads that are arriving over here carrying books. Okay, interesting. Good, good time for the break to come, Keith, do you think? Uh, it's got to be for it's got to be for injuries because you know we we, we are we are on the bottom. But it, it, equally, it's it's a great time to get six points out of Wolves in Forest. You know what I mean? When because we had that little slip, and um, if we can get six points tonight, why can we not go and beat Man United and Spurs? Why can we not go and win away at places like West Ham? And you know what? These teams are all struggling with relegation. Why not? So, so, and, and, and the team I mentioned here, yeah, I changed. Let's suppose I put Anderson in, let's suppose I put Target in, but it's still a cracking side. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, I, I think I think that team would high press. So, I think it's a good time, Steve, definitely, but I think we're capable of getting fourth. Mm, okay, Jordan Cronin, just incidentally on Twitter from uh, Newcastle World, has uh, put a tweet out while we're on air tonight, just saying that, um, we just says, let's try and look at this positively. There could have been a worse time for Almiron to be injured. If three weeks out is true, it means he'll only miss tonight in the Manchester United game. Gordon's absence does leave Newcastle light of options. And uh, he's just reiterating what we've been talking about on the show tonight, that Almiron had gone for MIR, uh, an MRI scan. Uh, yeah. And the report in Paraguay now say that the player is out for three weeks. So uh, yeah. we will uh, we'll await official confirmation uh, on that. Yeah, Steve, I mean, the break really with these injuries is coming at a good time, I think, and, and a chance to regroup, get yourself out of Dubai. And I think if they can if they can get away from Forest tonight with it, I, I hate to see a point, but, you know, just not getting beat, get a point or three, um, ideally, um, then, you know, we can regroup, can't we, and, and, and try and heal the, the walking wounded. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, as someone who thought that the World Cup would be a good break for us as well, I'm, I'm a little, bit, I'm a little bit of trepidation. You know, um, I suppose the World Cup break was just too long. Um, these international breaks do me head in, by the way. Um, I'm sure they do managers head in, heads in as well. But more from the worrying what uh, what players are carrying or what players who are going away are going to come back with an injury. Um, it, it is a difficult time, I think, for, for everybody. But, uh, yeah, rejuvenate, uh, regroup, um, get some of the, the niggling little knocks out of the way, give the players a little bit of a, a little bit of rest and recuperation. Great idea to go to Dubai. The weather will be nice. Um, as Mitch says, the facilities are second to none. And the medical facilities, if they want to exploit that, um, I'm sure that they'll, they'll be very, very impressed and they'll get well looked after. Um, but it's just the fact that that getting that squad together again, getting that sort of little team bonding going that, uh, that that worked when we went to, to Saudi the very first time. It seemed to work when they went um, during the world cup, the players came back and there was a, 
there was a there was certainly you, you could feel it feel there was a bond and when we were chatting to some of the players um when we we're over there um okay we came we we, we I think what I think Mate, what even, even even when we were speaking to security lads in that mall when we bumped into them yes. there, it was just just such a different feeling and a different exactly. different sort of awareness that everybody, everybody from top to bottom was in this together. Yeah, um absolutely. and and it's a long time since I felt that about anything to do with the customer. Yeah. And and the, I mean let's face it, the the, the, the players get off on on the way that the, the atmosphere within the within a, a on a match day and the flags going and the singing and and you know the way that they, that everybody's been getting behind the team, but they do need to have that ability to recharge. You know, just get get a little bit of of an opportunity to work on something different, perhaps as well. Um, do it in a in the confines of a of a training camp um, away. With a nice bit of sun on your back, it must be great. Although it has been a lovely day today, hasn't it? I mean, you know, twelve degrees and it, it's felt like it's twenty-two. It's been brilliant, um, especially after the way we've been the last few days. But uh, no, I mean, it, I, I, there's a buzz about the club. There's a buzz among the fans, and that's why I'm hoping that the, the team goes goes off to to um, Dubai tonight after the game. Um, with three points behind them from today's game and the three points that they picked up on Sunday, um, and that uh, that that all's all's happy. Um, Fraser won't be there though, will he? <laughs> uh, Fabian Scher, Sean Longstaff, and Callum Wilson have all arrived at the city ground tonight. As has Harrison Ashby and Dominic Skur is wow. reporting tonight that he could be named in his first match day squad. Uh, since signing Miggy Almiron, um, though, injured, as we've already talked yeah. about. Other than Gordon, though, they're all turning up because they're all yeah. part of the squad yeah. that's going away. So it's an interesting one that he comes out with that statement. But, you know, that, that everybody and their granny's going to be there because they're all flying out for a training squad. Yeah. There's only Fraser that's going to be left behind, for goodness sake. I know. They're, they're, going, they're going straight out from East Midlands, aren't they? So, exactly, yeah. So one, everybody one, would has one would to imagine, though, one would imagine if they were injured, though, there would be some, you know, they, 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 they're all walking with us. I'm watching the video now. They're all walking with a spring in the step and they all look great. So, yeah. you know. I'm hopeful that they play. I'm hopeful it's the same team as last week with just Miggy missing. But uh, the one thing I would say, because you mentioned earlier, Steve, uh, for, for fans watching the show is Dominic, um, Jordan Cronin, by God, he, he's, he's always on the money. And you, you you never find out where these people get the information from. But for a young lad <laughs> who's not been on the scene a long time, he doesn't have seem to get you know to get correct. He seems he seems well informed. That's what I'll say. Right, put it, put it this way: that's that's because that's because the press get fifteen minutes embargoed message. That's why. <laughs> no, 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 got a good teacher in Liam Kennedy, who is back has, tomorrow. Who is back has. tomorrow night at half past five? Uh, we're going to be doing live uh, with Liam at half past five uh, for you he's, tomorrow. He's, so. He's a good lad to follow, George Croden. He's very, very. Up. He, he doesn't. He, he doesn't very often get it wrong. Yeah, he's he good. He's a good kid. He has a horrendous thought. Chip has his tw- uh, message here. Had my socks and Crocs on the day and my string vest. Dear oh my God. God. <laughs> yeah, God. That's one. That's probably true, actually. That's one for the ladies, certainly. Yeah. Um, makes sense if everyone has travelled straight to Dubai afterwards. Yeah, that's what's happening, Mark, uh, 100%. George, um, yeah, I mean, the breaks coming, you know, it, it's. I don't like these breaks. I've got to be no, perfectly honest. I don't, this moment I don't in time, it's, it's good for us, George. 
Yeah. Well, it, it, it at this moment in time, it seems good. But when, you, when you've got a momentum, like the World Cup, we'll we were like a steam train before the World Cup Spot and hoping that they'd come back even better. And ah. when we come, we come back, we come back Don't with an injured, well, a, um, a Wilson that we didn't know what was wrong with it and still don't know what was wrong with him. But I could see, like you could see, he wasn't chasing down and down the channels like he was before he went away. Yeah, and that was, right. that was you know, playing as the paid staff. Uh, and and others this similarly came back, and and people were thinking, well, uh, that's not what we that's not what they were like when before we went away. So uh, it's a double edged sword. At the moment, it sounds good because it gives uh, the injured ones like Bruno and and others uh, a chance to 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 get back, get more recovered. It it gives um, uh, a big jaw chance to get back into the squad. I'm having that two weekly off because of his suspensions and all that sort of thing. So, um, uh, it, yeah, it, it, it's a double-edged sword. It can be good, but my, my instinct's a bit like yours, Steve. I would just wish that didn't happen. Uh, if, if it was for real internationals, uh, I could understand it. But these friendlies are, are a pain in the backside, quite frankly. It, 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 they're meaningless, and yet you risk these high-powered players getting serious injury um, uh, just uh, for for a friendly match, and I think that's uh, uh, that that's a bit much in in my view. And uh, it it's time to start to have a rethink about all these uh, these things because uh, it's uh, it's not good. I don't think it's good for um, leagues like the Premier League where everything's so intense to have these uh, artificial breaks in the middle. Yeah, it, it's, it's just frustrating. It really is. But as you say, for, for us at this moment in time, with the injuries that we've got coming in, um, you know, and the injuries we've got at the moment, it, it, it's going to be, uh, you know, it, it, it's coming at the right time. OK, um, Jordan Cronin's latest tweet is that uh, Newcastle United are unchanged. Uh, You'd be right. Uh, You'd be seven minutes, Good. Seven, minutes ahead of, seven minutes ahead of schedule, but that would mean we'd that would mean we'd start with Nick Pope in goal, Kieran Trippier captain in the team, Fabian Scher alongside Sven Botman, Dan Byrne in at left back, Bruno Longstaff and Willock, Murphy, ASM and Isaac. Meaning Isaac is uh, Wilson out of the team. So uh, the rumours of Longstaff were clearly rumours. Maybe the club started them off. Who knows? Uh, it just means that there will be a change on the bench, of course. Almiron will not be in the uh, the squad. Um, and that would one would imagine he will be replaced by Harrison Ashby as yeah. he has travelled. And lots of talk about him being in his first match day squad. So uh, uh, what you know? What, what do you make of that? And George, unchanged if that's the case. Well, it's it's what it's, it was my preference when we started off, wasn't it? I, yeah. I said from the off that uh, I was hoping that, that we would be unchanged to give them another run out together because they the developed the understanding during that game against Wolves. Um, I mean, I've not heard anybody else in the papers or anything say it, but Wolves could have been three now down at half time and couldn't have argued. Yeah. yeah. You know, it 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 was it, that's how superior Isaac and ASM were at the time. And the way Trippier was bombing the crosses, uh, really accurate crosses uh, into the penalty area, uh, was just fantastic. So um, I'm delighted it's it's a, it's an unchanged team. Um, if Young Ashby's there, then some sometime in the game, uh, it'd be nice to see him uh, get a run out. Not necessarily at, at, at right back, because I, I gather he can play midfield as well. So... Um, 
you know, it'd be nice to see him get a, get a run out and uh, maybe uh, young Elliot Anderson as well. But I'm I'm delighted that, that it's an unchanged team. And I've no doubt that after an hour, maybe 70 minutes, um, we might see Wilson on, in the team if he's, if he's on the bench. And, and uh, I can understand that as well. But, but unchanged is great for me. I'm delighted with that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Steve, happy with that? I mean, it's, it yeah. looks fairly nailed on that it's unchanged. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I mean, who wouldn't be? I mean, if if Shaw had been injured and 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 it was Lascelles, I, I wouldn't have been worried. If it, if it had been Keith's selection and it had been Dan Byrne moving across into what is his best position and bringing a, a proper left-back in and target, I wouldn't have had an issue with that. I suspect target isn't quite ready yet for a, a full 90 minutes. I think that perhaps after this little uh, trip away, that uh, when he gets a little bit more strength behind him, I think that's when we we might see uh, Matt Target pushing um, for a place in the in the starting lineup. But uh, yeah, happy with that lineup. Um, if the if the front three can can play like they did in the first half last week, and if Isaac can get running down those channels and and moving the ball, and I, and if he can link up with the SM, brilliant. That's that's that will give. Forest an awful lot, and after, you know one of the things that we've never mentioned, they haven't got a very good defence. That yeah. they might have yeah. some midfield players, and they might have you know that, that likes of, of, of yes, they've got Shelby in, but they've 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 got the kid that they picked up, um, cost them or is going to cost them up to forty odd million. They've got Johnson up front, they've got various other players, you know, but they haven't got a very very good defence. No. Yeah. And I think that that if we can exploit the pace that we've got in that front three with Willick pushing on, with Longstaff sitting there, and Bruno will be able to ping balls through, um, you know, there's no reason why we can't do them damage. So yeah, as the lineup goes, even if we had to make those changes, I wouldn't have been that concerned. But I'm, I'm delighted to know that most of the players are fit. Keith, happy with that. Chuffed to bits, mate. Made, made me night. Uh, we'll batter them. Honestly, we'll get in the face from the off. We'll high press them. And this the high press starts with your forward line. And when you've got yeah. legs like Murphy, yeah. Isaac, and Maxi, you can, you, you've got you've got fit people. You can get in the faces. You know what they do later on the game and how people tie in, what, who subs you bring on. I'm not worried about. You know, we've got able people on the bench, like really good people. This Ashby's no mug. Proper, proper player, this lad. And I'm just chuffed a bit. We'll get in the faces. We'll do it, and you know, getting six points this week, um, turning the rook round. You know, when you watch them columns where you see reds for for losses and greys for draws and the odd win. You know, our form was brilliant. You know, you were on 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 the league tables. We had like five wins out of five, and you know, we've got to re- rebuild that up. But never a better time to get six points off Wolves and Forest, and then start pushing hard, battering people. And getting fourth place and get the Champions League because you, you'll never, we'll never understand what a better chance we've got, but we'll never understand what a difference it will make to releasing funds, uh, more monies for FFP, bigger sponsorships, and the right kind of players want to join Newcastle. It'll take years off it, capitalising on the on the slip by Chelsea and Liverpool. Mitch, happy with that team. I mean, they've got to be happy if they, they fucking start with an unchanged 11 and then 
look to bring people in as and when if, if people need rested and if people need to be taken out because they're not and what have you. Um, but I think that's the best case scenario we hope for. And let's hope that's what comes through. Can I just say as well, guys, congratulations to Crystal Palace who have taken heed of the government's policy on bringing older people back by giving Roy, Roy Hodgson. Hodgson. <laughs> he must be, what, 75? What's I know they said they were going to bring people, you know, they wanted oh. the over 55s to get a job again, but that's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> mad, mad. I really am surprised Steve. at that. Yeah. Steve, the, all this uh, talk about the squad going to Dubai and using medical facilities... Uh, if anybody's got a dental problem, I can recommend a good professional. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Any music a story, Mitch? <laughs> no, do you know what? Unless they've found some magic way to get out of that contract, I think we're stuck with it next season. The one thing that's puzzled me is the amount of stuff that's been released limited edition training kits, limited edition this, um, which almost feels like they're dumping all their designs out quickly. Uh, because the, the, the training kit that was released for the Carabao Cup limited edition one was the one I'd seen that I was told was going to have Aston Martin on the sponsorship because it was had the red colour green on it. So maybe it's the half found the magic way out of it. Maybe it's the half found a way to get away from it all. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm working on the assumption we've got them for one more year. Um, I would like it to be wrong, uh, but who knows? I gather the teams are out, lads. Yeah, there you go. Team news. Nick Pope, Kieran Trippier, Fabian Scher, Sven Botman, Dan Byrne, Bruno, Sean Longstaff, Joe Willock, Jacob Murphy, ASM and Alexander Izak. Uh, unchanged 11 uh, from the last game. Dubravka, Dummett, Lascelles, Wilson, Richie, Lewis, Target, Manquillo and Anderson on the bench. Uh, so no, yeah, no, Ashby. Yeah, no, Ash, no Ashby. But um, yeah, uh, well done to Jordan who got uh, got the uh, the shout uh, seven, eight minutes ahead of everybody else and, and, and named that. Uh, okay, I just need to finish off uh, with Elliot. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin just got married again. He must be over the moon. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear me. And don't worry, Julie, I've still got time to fit this bugger in. Absolutely love this reincarnation of Liam Kennedy. The kid's now assertively thoughtful. Talks real sense, which is a blessing. Just get rid of Rafe. <laughs> wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Well done, Liam. Nobody told, nobody told him that it's your show and Liam comes on your show. Not really. Uh, he's blocked anyway, so I can't tell him. And a big thanks to all of our new fans in Nigeria. Uh, 40 friend requests from Nigerian Twitter Dear accounts me. this week. 
Um, I know you guys have had similar. So a uh, big shout yeah. out to all the guys in Nigeria. Uh, but I don't really want to be your friend on Twitter. So I've had to block you all this week as well. Uh, 5.30. I am back tomorrow night with Liam Kennedy. I will be talking about tonight's game against Nottingham Forest. And I did a wonderful podcast today uh, with Dave Fishwick, uh, which goes on tomorrow night. Uh, set, your, set your reminders. It's up there now. Uh, half past seven. Dave Fishwick, if you've seen the film Bank of Dave on Brilliant. Netflix, yeah. uh, this is the one. This is the one for you. It's an absolute belter. What uh, you think I can speak? This guy, you kind of get a word in edgeways, but he talks for, for talks for England. He talks for Burnley. Uh, get yourself on that one tomorrow night. Set, set a reminder. It's a great podcast. It really is. And he said he'll come back on at some point and, and talk about football when he isn't too busy. But we managed to get an hour an hour in with him today. So look forward to that. Uh, but for now, George, Steve, Keith, and Mitch, thanks again, lads. Enjoy the See game. Lads. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.